listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 14th of March, 2023. The Australian share market fell again today. Three straight sessions of big falls off by 1.4% to 7,008 points. That's on the S&P ASX 200. It means since Friday, when we first learned of the potential problems with Silicon Valley Bank, the Australian share market has declined 4.1%. With more on the moves today, here's a bit of what Nathan Sumasundaram from Deep Data Analytics had to say. It looks like there's a, a index level selling. So we're seeing the global guys who jumped into our market for the Chinese exposure through January are starting to get out because uh, the Chinese optimism was overplayed. Now you've got, uh, I guess, a, a much higher risk to global growth, and our market tends to be a proxy for global growth. So um, you start to worry about U.S. recession, bank worries, that tends to play to weaker global growth, uh, that tends to flow into weaker Aussie market. Nathan Somersen-Durham there from Deep Data Analytics. Of course, a lot of this stems from that collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, even though the authorities moved in quickly. So to find out whether or not the market's been overdone, I spoke earlier with Damien Bowie from Baron Joey. So I would have thought, and most people would have thought, uh, that the measures that were announced by US officials, uh, liquidity measures to backstop the system um, and deposit guarantees for SVB, uh, those measures should have been enough to instill the public with enough confidence uh, so as not to do runs on banks. Uh, but the measure didn't work. Now, uh, what's going on here is that the average person is not really seeing the financial plumbing as such, uh, but what they are seeing are the news and the cues. And so they're reacting. Uh, now that we're in a much more uncertain environment where um, smaller banks, regional banks are facing funding pressures, that uncertainty and that volatility gets a life of its own. So in one sense, you could say that the market should not be pricing in that irrational behaviour. But on the other hand, you could also say that the irrational behaviour has started. You can't easily take it back now. Uh, We have to play it for what it is. So I don't think the market is necessarily overreacting here. Okay, but for you as an investor, does it particularly concern you? Um. Yes and no as well. So uh, I think that if you take a longer term view, um, what's going to happen is that the equity market will weaken. Uh, it will clear out a few of the excesses that people have been worried about. Uh, and that will be a great opportunity. Um, it's just a question now of Horizon and how you time this, uh, because you can certainly see the volatility in the market uh, will persist for um, you know a little while yet in the short term. Uh, but I do think there's an opportunity to get, to get constructive. If you look at the way the markets are reacting today, um, it's it's down quite significantly compared to yesterday. On Friday, when we first heard of the yeah. potential collapse, the market was down 2.3%. If we look at the moves, the regional banks locally have been hit hard. Why do you think that is? Um, so regional banks globally are the ones that are at the pointy end of this deposit flight um, as people are doing their run. And uh, the issue has got to do with how you account for uh, their portfolio losses as interest rates have gone up. And it's also got to do with question master about their liquidity. Um, our banks are not directly exposed, uh, really to all of that. Uh, they're kind of indirectly exposed. So people will be asking questions, um, of illiquid asset valuations and how that might come back to hurt bank exposures. Uh, but more generally, the issue is that global credit market conditions are tightening. Um, so it's going to be uh, much harder for people to get loans going forward and banks themselves will probably be less willing to lend. 
uh, that in itself can be quite self-fulfilling uh, and can lead to a bit of incremental downside uh, for rate-sensitive sectors. Okay, it's also had some real consequences with markets and now economists rethinking interest rate moves. Do you think that these developments warrants, whether it be the US Federal Reserve or the Australian Central Bank, to now pause uh, lifting interest rates next month? Yeah, so with regards to the Fed, you've seen this pricing completely turn around. Um, so pre-SVB, uh, people were worried that the Fed might actually resume 50 basis point hikes. Uh, now that pricing has paired back pretty much all the way. Some people still think 25, uh, but most people are thinking pause. Um, and, and you can understand that because there are other moving parts to financial conditions beyond just interest rates. You've got to think about confidence and credit availability and the price of credit. Uh, for Australia, um, our economists, uh, Joe Masters and John McMenamin, um, are still forecasting um, one more rate hike. Uh, but they've also got in their forecasts a rate cut in 2024. Um, now, obviously, the RBA is going to be looking at everything that's going on. And if there is a tightening of global credit market conditions that happens to be exported to Australia, I think they'll be sensitive to that. And what you see is that the money market's already pricing that in, uh, in pause pricing today um, and even subsequent cuts. Uh, but our view is that there's one more rate hike left. And finally, you mentioned uh, long term, there may be opportunities, right? But for those investors looking right now, you know, um, where do you see the opportunities at the moment? Do you buy the dip or are there further falls to come now? Yeah, my sense is that there's a little bit more weakness. So um, our price target for the ASX 200 is somewhere between 6,500 and 6,600. Um, that's based partly on um, earnings declines that are in store. Uh, and some of those were already foreshadowed in the most recent reporting season. Uh, part of that has also got to do with just the discount rate that we apply to future cash flows. Um, what's happening now is that I think we're going to realise that earnings downside as global credit market conditions tighten. Um, but I think that the interest rate forecast that we were looking at is obviously less hawkish than what it was previously. Um, so that might actually start to offer a bit of valuation support. Where I guess these two things meet and we start to say, okay, the ASX is at a break-even level below which we start to buy that, I don't think we're quite there yet, uh, but it is worthwhile monitoring the valuation situation because that's changing quite quickly. That's Damien Bowie there from Baron Joey. Uh, now let's go to the NAB business survey. It's one of four economic indicators that the Reserve Bank said it could look at this month before deciding whether or not to pause official interest rates in April, so that's in a couple of weeks, and the business surveys show that while conditions are still solid, that's profitability and employment outcomes especially, business confidence is down back below long-term averages. For more, Rainer Bosch spoke with NAB Chief Economist Alan Oster. I think they're saying that their sales, their profits are doing fine, but they're a bit scared about what's going to happen as they go forward as all these interest rate increases have their full ramifications and we've got some uncertainty in international markets as well now. And you mentioned rate increases there. That's obviously one of the challenges that they're facing. What are the other top challenges that businesses are competing with? I think they're saying that the consumer is actually going to slow in terms of what's happening. And that will mean there'll be less sales. Uh, they're not sure whether they should invest. Um, and, you know, the, over the weekend, we've now had Silicon Valley Bank that sort of would make people feel even more nervous. So they're just worried about the future and uh, how slow the economy will be by the end of the year. And what are some of the positives that businesses have flagged in the existing environment? The positives are that in Australia, 
businesses are still doing really well, particularly um, their trading, their profits, their employment is strong, uh, their capacity utilisation and how much they're using the stuff they've got is very strong. Um, and the, what they're saying is the consumer probably hasn't stopped slow, uh, spending yet. They will, but not yet. And inflation remains incredibly high. This is obviously impacting yeah. things. Uh, can you take us through a little <laughs> bit of that impact? Basically, um, essentially, purchase costs are still running at around about 3% per quarter. Now, they were 5 so that's better. And inflation's uh, in general prices have gone up to somewhere uh, around one and a half sort of thing um, in a quarterly sense. So it's still really high. Um, there's a little bit of discounting going on in the retail side, so maybe the, the the worst has passed. Now, the NAB business report did come out today. The real question is, do the findings of this report support the idea that the RBA might pause at the next interest rate meeting? Short answer is, based on this report, no, you should keep going. The problem is we've now had Silicon Valley Bank and nobody knows exactly what's going to happen next, except that you do need to understand this is a small bank in America that is highly specialised, had a few problems in terms of how they put all their money into uh, US Treasuries and then interest rates went up and the value of those assets went down. Knowing what you know, do you think this Silicon Valley Bank collapse will factor into the decision at all? I suspect it won't, but um, it really depends. If we've still got people worried about who's the next one that's going to fall over, then the RBA could easily uh, just pause in April, then start again in May. And finally, Alan, based on the employment indicators in this report, what are you expecting to happen on Thursday with the Labor data? We expect to see a very strong growth in employment, somewhere around about 60,000 jobs. Um, There was a small fall last time, so that's that's quite strong. Unemployment uh, is currently... 3.7, 3.7, we would expect it to come down to something like 3.6 or maybe, if you're lucky, 3.5. So I would expect to see the labour market looking very strong. Alan Noster there, Chief Economist at NAB. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.